So tonight on the podcast, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk about New York City Mayor Eric Adams. Eric Adams is speaking a different tune than he were exactly a year ago. Now we know that Governor Abbott here in Texas has been sending migrants from across the border in our state. We have been flooded with migrants. We are one of the first states they come to. All our tax dollars and resources as Texans have been going to this issue. And when people like Eric Adams and many others say that their cities were sanctuary cities, Governor Abbott has said, well, you know what? This is good because since there are sanctuary cities, we can give them some of these people so they won't take Texans resources. But I want you to hear exactly what Eric Adams said about a year ago about what he's going to, what he feel about New York City and all that with the sanctuary. Let's go ahead and roll that. You, you pledged uh, during your campaign to uh, keep New York City a sanctuary a city. Are, do you have any concern that that, that policy uh, is, 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 for, is attracting more people to the border, more people to cross the border to make that dangerous no, trip? Uh, no, not at all. Uh, this city has always been a sanctuary city, and we've always managed those who wanted to come to uh, New York City to pursue the American So you clearly heard him say about a year ago, that New York City is a sanctuary city. He's going to continue that policy of New York being a sanctuary city. He did not say, you know what? Let me talk to the people. Let me get their input. Let me have some town halls all over uh, the different boroughs of New York and see what the people say about their resources going to people who didn't even work and contribute to the tax base of New York City. He didn't do any of that. He wanted to keep a Democrat policy because you have to understand if you vote for Democrat, you better believe you're voting for that policy. You may not like the Republicans, but the Republicans is not pushing that. And as a Texas resident, I'm good with that with Republicans. I support Republicans all day long when it comes to immigration and the border, because in our state of Texas, everybody tries to flood this state on top of people who's coming over here to this state, there's citizens, right? We've been having a mass influx of people in the state of Texas. And we also been having a lot of illegal immigrants coming to this state too, right? But at least the people who are coming to this state who are citizens, they're paying their taxes. They're doing what they're supposed to do. So that's no issue and no problem for me. Now, I want you to hear what Eric Adams said just recently in New York about all the migrants coming to New York City. Let's listen what one year makes. Support. And let me tell you something, New Yorkers. Never in my life have I had a problem that I did not see an ending to. I don't see an ending to this. I don't see an ending to this. This issue will destroy New York City. Destroy New York City. We're getting 10,000 migrants a month. Boy, he wasn't saying that about a year ago, wasn't he? He said it's going to destroy New York. And I've been seeing the videos and I, I agree with Mayor Adams. I totally agree. Even when I went to New York the last time that city has went down y'all. 
even in Times Square area. It hit, I mean, these people are just about everywhere. You got homeless uh, people. It's it's went down a lot. So yeah, I, I agree with Mary Adams on this. One time we were just in Venezuela. Now we're in Ecuador. Now we're in Russian speaking coming through Mexico. Now we're in uh, Western Africa. Now we're getting people from all over the globe have made their minds up that they're going to come through the southern part of the border and come into New York City. And everyone is saying it's New York City's problem. Every community in this city is going to be impacted. We had a $12 billion deficit that we're going to have to cut. Every service in this city is going to be impacted. And that's not fair to New Yorkers at all. And, you know, of course, we speak more to the black community. That's not fair to black uh, people in New York. That's not fair. They already suffering in New York as it is. When y'all jacking all the prices up, gentrifying all our people out of areas. They saying that even in places that used to be a quote unquote low income areas, they're paying $1,800 a month for those areas. So you got the gentrification and those people running around, even committing crimes, as we have seen and shown on African Diaspora News Channel. Let's continue. All of us. And so I say to you, as I turn it over to you, this is some, some of the most educated, some of the most knowledgeable, probably more of my commissioners and deputy commissioners and chiefs live in this community. So as you ask me a question about migrants, tell me what role you played. How many of you organized to stop what they're doing to us? How many of you were part of the movement to say, we're seeing what this mayor is trying to do and they're destroying New York City? It's gonna come to your neighborhoods. All of us are gonna be impacted by this. I said it last year when we had 15,000. I'm telling you now, with 110,000, the city we knew we're about to lose. And we're all in this together, all of us. Staten Island said, send them out to Manhattan. Manhattan is saying, send them out to Queens. Queens is saying, send them out to Brooklyn. No, it's not the game we can play. Open the floor up. Well, that's, you know, I, I, I feel for him. I know I genuinely feel for him. I, I'm not really talking down and I'm not even being sarcastic. I feel for him because he's got put in a trick bag situation. You see, when you black politicians take on the mantra of the Democrats, and then you have to deal with the brunt of the mantra of the Democrats talking about immigration, illegal immigration and sanctuary cities. Look what's happening to Mayor Adams. Biden is not supporting him at all. He's not getting no federal uh, help, no federal funds, anything. He keeps screaming about he needs federal funds. He's telling the, telling the governor, uh, Governor Hochul in New York, hey, what's going on? But the moment he say, okay, I'm going to start sending these people out of New York and they're they going to go to other places. All of a sudden, now he wants to complain it on him. So so, so they, the New York City, which is not fair, they got to take on the brunt of these people. And let's call it what it is. This is not your doctors and lawyers are coming over here. This isn't your uh, uh, skill uh, trades that's coming over here. These are people that even in their homeland, they, they was just basically basic labor, right? So you couldn't even say that these are your higher quality people, 
you know, in the area of skills, I'm going to say the skills coming in and they're coming in. They're even entitled when they get here, they're committing crimes. That's been shown. They're attacking people. They're stealing. They're doing all kinds of things in New York city. But if you say something about it, you're xenophobic. Now they're calling mayor Adams xenophobic for that video, but nobody is giving no money to New York city to help mayor Adams and this issue and problem. Brandon Johnson out in Chicago, as you know, I went to Chicago um, last month and did a, a series of interviews out there in Chicago and they spent, you know, from when I was told then $76 million of taxpayer money for illegal immigrants in Chicago. When you have a homeless population, mostly of black Americans in that city. The interesting part is that Brandon Johnson is so much of a lackey for the Democrats. He actually trying to make comments about what mayor Adams is saying. And he got the same issue and problems. Tyrone Muhammad said that these immigrants that's coming in here are actually being starting now being recruited for gangs. And now they getting involved with criminality in Chicago. And you still cool with them coming in there. When we talk about you get what you vote for, this is what we're talking about here. Nothing about what the Democrats are pushing. How does that benefit black people in Chicago? How does that benefit black people in New York? Oh, anybody in New York or Chicago, not just black people, but you know, us, we focus on what we focus on. We stay in our lane. How does that benefit black people in Los Angeles? How does that benefit black people in Washington, DC? How does that benefit you? See these Democrat cities and these Democrat policies is hurting black folk on top of everything else. So they don't give us anything as a community and they're dumping people from the third world. Let's call it what it is into our communities, into everybody else's communities. And it's supposed to be our problem. See, let me liken it to like this. What if I told you that you got to take some people from wherever they come from and these five people got to go live in your house and they don't come in with no job, no resources, and they in your house. And they got to stay there in your house. All of you who listen to me will be angry. If they had to go live in your house, you'll be pissed off. You'll be mad at that contributing to the house, but they're eating up all your food. They, they, they cutting all the lights on. They, they're, they're doing wear and tear in your house. Then they're at, then they have an uh, uh, arrogant attitude demanding you feed them in your house. Grown people bringing their cheering and everything in your house. You will be pissed off and want them thrown out. But what if the government say you can't throw them out? And if you throw them out, we're going to put you in jail. So now you got people in your house and you can't do nothing about it. You got to be spending all your resources on grown people or children. That's not even belong in your household. None of you would put up with that. And surely these Democrat politicians wouldn't put up with it either. See, Joe Biden wouldn't have these people in his house with his wife in, in, in Delaware, would he? Kamala, what about the head of the DNC, uh, Jamie Harrison? Would he have him in his house? 
See, none of these politicians that's pushing that mess is not going to deal with the issue because they're in their gated communities. They're in Martha's Vineyard. Understand what I'm saying? They, they're enjoying themselves. They are there in Lake Tahoe somewhere, just, just having a vacation. They don't have to deal with these issues and problems, but the issues and problems are going to be you. And I notice it's interesting how these black mayors is getting the brunt of it. I know you have, you always notice how the black mayor is always gonna get the brunt of the problem. And where's the Democrats? The Democrats are not assisting these black mayors at all. This is why I don't understand you black folks who are Democrats. They use and abuse you and you still hold on to that freaking party. And then your only comeback is, or at least they not like Trump. At least they not like the Republicans. Um, Trump wouldn't have dumped all them people in, in your freaking uh, 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 city. See, if Trump was in office, you know good and well. You could have called Trump and said, hey, get them out of here. And Trump would be like, okay, I'm getting them all out. You know good and well he would have did that. I told y'all before, I know someone personally who worked on that border. And I asked them, I say, what president had the border more secure? Is it Trump or was it Biden? Because I wanted to know. And he said when Trump was in office, it was actually more uniform. They were staying in Mexico. They had that stay in Mexico policy and they wasn't crossing over here like that. He said, but the moment Biden got elected and got into office, it's like the floodgates went open and they just, he said they come in in droves every day, wearing out our border personnel every day. But all these resources can go to, to people who's not even citizens. But when black Americans are saying, Hey, we need resources. Like I went to Chicago, they, they're trying to, you know, not do nothing for the schools and removing principals and, and not giving resources to the black community. He's in these same Democrat cities, but we don't supposed to say anything about that because if we say something about it. Oh, you must be MAGA. You must support MAGA and all that. Why every time when we talk about the Democrats, and what they do to black people, we got to be MAGA. And, e- and even if somebody did support Trump, so what? What are you going to do about it? That's a, that's a dumb thing I always got to tell you. What are you going to do about it? If, if somebody supports Trump. Now stop letting these silly black folks make y'all afraid to, to actually uh, uh, think about your family, yourself, your actual community. Because there's no way I can support the Democrat party with having this open border policy. Cause this is what they agree with open borders. You see a Democrat mayor right now saying that his city is about to be destroyed by their policies. And yet where y'all at on that Democrats, why y'all not helping that man? This is y'all policy right here, sanctuary cities. But at the same time, Eric Adams, I don't feel sorry for you in another sense, because if you really meant what you were saying, you would get up on TV and say, Hey, sanctuary city status is done. This is not a sanctuary city. No more because we got enough with our own people here. We can't take on no more. We're not a sanctuary city. And matter of fact, I'm about to get on the phone and, t- and tell uh, 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 ice to come on over here and get them on out of the city. Get them all. They got to go. They can't be here. And I guarantee you, if he said that, they'll leave on their own. 
out of New York City. They wouldn't have to come pick him up. This is what happens when you follow Democrat policies. And see, it's all good talking about Democrat policies until it comes to your neighborhood. And then black folks are going to be complaining like they were complaining in Chicago. We as black people have to look at every policy that the Democrats are pushing. And they're not pushing no policies to protect black people, to help fund black people or anything. Even after Jacksonville, they're not, they have not mentioned one word about any kind of laws they want to put on the books to protect black America. Not a one. What your vice president is doing, she out there cutting a jig. That's what she's doing right now. She's hanging out with black folk and, and, and cutting a jig, but she's not mentioning anything about protecting black people. When did she go to New York City and go talk to Mayor Adams and say, hey, you know, we got to fix this issue and problem? No, because that's their policy. Their, their, their mindset is this. We know the black community is getting tired of us because we're not going to give them anything. We just not. We're white supremacists. We're not doing that. And so every day the jig is, 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 is up with them. So their mindset is let's flood America with people from the third world. And we're going to, we want to get them to vote. And because we can get them the we can get them some sort of register to vote. Because look, look at what they're doing in a lot of these Democrat states. Some of them now could be cops. They're not even citizens, but they can be cops. They can be first responders. And they're not even citizens. I think Illinois has just done that. Well, now you got people who are not even citizens of the United States could be police officers. How is it that you're gonna be law enforcement and you're a freaking lawbreaker? Well, hell, you might well let any criminal in, in, in the in the county jail become a cop now. You might as well because, oh, that's a shortage. Well, why is it a shortage of police officers? Because the people are not putting up with some freaking thugs in a badge. So, so they, so a lot of these, these cops that feel like, well, I can't go out there and just beat people up no more. I can't go shoot people 17 times without it, it being an uprising. So I don't want nothing to do with that no more. The job not fun no more. Right? So you're like, okay, fine. I'm going to use these people and see the strategy. I told you the strategy was this. Let's use non-white people to enact white supremacy. So if they beat somebody up, you can't say, Hey, it's white supremacy. Hey, they were Indian. So they wasn't, it wasn't white. Oh, Hey, they were Hispanic. They wasn't white. Hey, or black like you were like, um, this dude from Brazil. No, but he's black. So, so it can't be white supremacy that that's, that is the, uh, uh, the, the, the stage they're working on using non-white people in all these type of positions of power to enact white supremacy, to neutralize black America from saying the terms white supremacy from coming at it like that. And so the white supremacy can absolve itself while they're using these other people. This is why they got to import people from the third world to do it because these people come over here some of them only made two or $3 a day. They give them a job making $8, $9, but shoot, they feel like they didn't, they, they made uh, hit the lottery, right? So hell yeah, I'm going to be loyal to white supremacy. That's why they do it folks. And they know that's not going to work with you as black America. They know this. So this is their sinister plan and why the Democrats 
of flooding America like this. The Democrats know what they're doing to these cities. They know what they're doing to you, but they don't care. You understand? This is all in their wicked plan to try to maintain white supremacy through non-white people. But it's a but to this. That that particular plan is going to fail because these non-white people aren't white. Even though they will be on the team, they're going to have people defect constantly because they're going to kind of see some things and they're going to want power for themselves, those groups. And they're like, why we got to be beholden to them? Well, shoot, we, we got the numbers now. We don't need these people. And that's what's going to end up happening in the end. These people are going to like, we're going to run a yard then. We're not going to look at them. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying? This is a strategy of um, desperation they're using, basically. Because they know they don't really have the numbers like that. No matter how much they fudge the white numbers, they don't have the numbers. Becky isn't having children like that. This is why when you seen them try to get rid of uh, uh, abortion when Roe v. Wade, it was to force Becky to have children. This is why a lot of states are now starting to look at clamping down on no-fault divorce because they're tired of Becky uh, uh, having the ability to just get rid of her husband. It has nothing to do with nobody else. It all go back to them controlling Becky and making Becky stay with them. You understand what I'm saying? It goes all the way back to that. This is why they're, even though I agree with this, they're trying to get rid of things like permanent alimony because they don't want white men to feel like, well, I don't want to get married to these women because you know what I'm saying? I'm saying I'm losing out too much. So what they're going to start doing is taking away all those uh, weaponizations of ending marriage and, and go back to making marriage where, you know, it's better for me to stay married than for me to get out of. And I'm getting a bag out of it because all this is to incentivize Becky to start having children. Listen, in Russia, they were paying white women in Russia to have children, paying them. They would have did it here, but this is the problem. They can't just say, well, we're going to pay white women to have children. They can't do that. So they would have to pay everybody. And they surely don't want a bunch of black children in here. Right? So that strategy don't work for them here. So that's why they say, well, let's go down and port uh, uh, the majority of people going to come from Latin America. Even though you say West Africa, the majority of people, if you look at the, the who's coming in are coming from Latin America, but particularly from Venezuela, uh, Guatemala, uh, El Salvador, Nicaragua, uh, some definitely from Mexico in certain countries, even in the African continent, not everybody's coming over here. The majority of people who's coming over here based off of what the numbers say is, uh, Nigerians, uh, some Ghanaians, uh, Ethiopians, Somalis, Eritreans, people like that. You don't have, you know, a bunch of a flood of Kenyans or a bunch of South Africans or a bunch of people from Botswana, Namibia coming over here. It's certain countries that these people come through because they can say, Oh, well, I got war in my country and oh, it's hard over here. Now Ghana don't have no war like that, but what they do with places like Ghana is they try to take the, the, the best of the best people, best minds and try to bring them over here. That's what they usually try to do, put them in HBCU or put them in uh, uh, MIT, Harvard, Yale or whatever you know, put them underneath a black, but yet they don't want a black American. You understand what I'm saying? It's all a game. It's like, it's like, it's not hard to see the, the, the playbook, especially when you talk to people 
who are uh, uh, in, in the motherland uh, and, and talk to black immigrants. So you got to talk to everybody. And that's what I, that's how I do, because you don't, won't understand white supremacy if you don't talk to everybody and understand what the strategy is and how it's moving and where we even stand as black Americans. Now, you may say, well, what can we do as black Americans? Well, what we can do is, number one, unify with our communities. And that's going to start locally. First of all, it's going to start personally in your personal family. If you unify with your wife, your husband, your children, create something. Get to the point you can even hire your own children, hire your family, get with other family members, get with friends that's from the family that think the same. And then that's how things are grown to start a mass unification of something. It just don't, you don't wake up one day and everybody's unified on something. It takes something drastic for that, like a George Floyd, right? That's not going to happen every day. But you say we got to unify and work together as a cohesive group because we all on our own. We have to remember what Dr. John Henry Clark said. We have no friends. So since we have no friends nowhere, we need to work with each other. Either you unify or you literally die. That's really what it is. I've said that many times, and it's the truth. It's not vote or die. It's unify or die. Now, some people be fine. Some people had the mindset, you know, like say, I have the mindset. I, I'm working with my personal family. I'm working with my children. Two of my children work for me. And that, and that, and I'm proud to say that I have two of my daughters on the payroll working to help with this platform. And if any of my children need a job, say, dad, I need a job. Okay. I'm about to make a job for you. And you got to do your job. Or I fire you behind. It's just that simple. I will fire you. I tell them all that. Don't think just you, my children, I'm going to let you just get away with BS. I'm actually going to be harder on you than anybody else. I expect more out of you. You understand? So we need to work with each other, build things up. We can't, like the Asians. See, Asians, even though they got a, a, a footing, of definitely a lot better than black people, but they had, the Asians focus on their economy. They focus on working together as a people. You know what the Asians do? They, 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 from what I was uh, uh, told how they move is that they get families together and they have a pool. So let's say like this particular person wants to open up a nail shop and it's going to cost, let's say a hundred thousand dollars to get this nail shop open. Right. And cause they in this pool of people where everybody is going to contribute $10,000 to put in for this one to get the nail shop, right? So they they contribute. Now they they put they put their money in the pool and get it done. Then when the next person want to open up a dry cleaner, the next person want to open up a restaurant, the next person want to open up uh, a massage parlor. They all putting in to get this open. Well, instead of saying, "Oh, you know, instead of stopping the excuses cuz we have too many excuses to black people." Well, they got money like that. Them people, if you study their history, they ain't come over here with a lot of money like that. No, every group, even Hispanics, move like that, working with each other. You see Arabs, Indians, everybody working with each other. If you look at black folks, you the flyest people out there. Every Jordan that come out, it's on your feet. You got rings, watches, you driving Mercedes, Lexus, uh, 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 everything you got on. 
Some of you win. Some of you talking about fit check and all this stuff you're doing. All that money you wasting, you could be putting together and, and, and creating something. Even when people talk about travel, what do you, what do you white people? I think it was annoying me the other day about that, that comment. Well, white people got more money to travel. No, actually what you wearing on your body, that one outfit is a round trip ticket internationally. Or you can do economy. You can go to Google flights and Google flights, uh, show you in inexpensive tickets all the way up to expensive tickets. So don't tell me you don't have $800 or $900 to travel when I'm looking at you wearing $2,000 on your body. Your purse costs more than that. Your car notes, some of y'all, uh, it costs more than $900 a month. Some of you. So what are you talking about? No, no, we got to get ourselves in order as a community because you can, as time going along, you ain't going to depend on these people like you're talking about. See, y'all think y'all going to have the safety net. See, in other countries, they don't have a safety net. That's why they come over here. They can't look on welfare, food stamps, or Section 8. They don't have that in Kenya or Rwanda or any of places like that. You're on your own. And the way America's going to go, eventually that's going to get played out. The only reason it's still kind of around is because they want to always make sure to support white people and then you benefit off of it because they know white people get pissed off for too much. They're going to pick up that gun and it's going to be an issue, right? So they don't want white people to get to that point, but they can't really support people like that forever. They're going to have to scale back some resources. So what will happen is a Republican will get in there and do it. And I'm all for it because my people never depended on the government from, from slavery. We were talking about after slavery reconstruction. We didn't depend on this government. We never had this government to support our people. You better understand your black history. This current situation that started in the seventies about you depending on the government. That's when that mess started prior to that. We depend on ourselves and we were so much better. We had marriages, two parent households. We had businesses, movie theaters, hotels, dry cleaners, uh, car dealerships, all kinds of things that we had. And we had no help from them folks. Not a one get on their system and we lose it all. So I'm, I'm, I'm always going to be supportive of take it all away. Take the food stamps, the section eight, take it all away because I know my people will be much better when they take it away. But Eric Adams, are you going to stop saying that New York is a sanctuary city, sir? And black people who are voters. This is one of the main uh, pillars of the Democrat policy. Brothers and sisters in New York, this is the Democrat policy affecting you. And like I said, every time I go to New York, I always meet you, you good brothers and sisters. Our last time I was in Times Square, you know, I had brothers, you know, a couple of brothers and sisters walking up to me, talking to me. And I'm always running to people in New York. I know New York City, Atlanta is one of the two cities I run into people a lot. You know, no two cities. Shout out to y'all in New York and Atlanta. I love, I love, I love y'all brothers and sisters out there, but it's not right. They're doing to y'all, but you got 2024 coming up with this election. You, if you vote Biden in, you're going to get more of that. I promise you, New York City will be destroyed. He ain't lying about it. He knows. You vote Biden, you're going to get that. It's your choice. Biden, your city gone, or, hey, if Trump's on the ticket, I will say this. At least you may not like him, but your city not going to get destroyed. i give him that. Oh my God, he's advocating for Trump. I'm advocating for policy and I support Trump's policy all day. When it comes to immigration, I support it. 
completely.